This is the Everything Real Estate Investing Show with Sean Pan, where we interview local real estate investors and professionals to go over tips, tricks, and investing strategies to help you learn about the business and to enable you to achieve your financial goals. And now, welcome to the show. What's going on, everyone? And welcome to episode 225 of the Everything Real Estate Investing Show with Sean Pan. In this episode, we have Jimmy Woodard and Brian Marks with cloudcastles.io. Cloud Castles is a Bay Area startup company that purchases single-family homes, rents them out on Airbnb and VRBO to dramatically improve their rental income, and then sells the equity shares to individual investors. And by selling a piece of each deal, they're able to make real estate investing accessible to more people. If you enjoy this podcast, do me a quick favor and leave a quick review on the Apple Podcast app. The more reviews that we get, the more the show will grow, which will help us do more cool stuff. And this real estate market is still incredibly hot. So if you're looking for a hard money loan for your fix and flip projects, or if you're looking for a 30-year fixed loan for your rental properties with rates as low as 4%, you can contact me at sean at everythingrei.com. That's S-E-A-N at everythingrei.com. Let me know that you're a podcast listener, and I'll give you a discount on our processing fee. And now, on to the show. Jimmy and Brian, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Go ahead and introduce yourselves and let us know who you are and tell us what you do. Hey, great to meet you, Sean. Jumping in here, Jimmy. My name is Brian with Cloud Castles. I'm the co-founder here with my friend Jimmy, who I've known for a long time. Jimmy, co-founder of Cloud Castles. You know, this is something that Brian and I have been working on for a little over two years now. And it's been a wild ride. But as Brian mentioned, we've known each other for over a decade since we both graduated from UC Berkeley. So happy to be on here, Sean. Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So before we get started, why don't you guys let us know what is CloudCastles.io? Yeah, so CloudCastles right now is a mobile app that allows you to buy and own vacation home real estate that you can use when you're free or make dividends or returns on when other people stay at the home. And so you can own as little as one share in the house, which is about 0.01% of the profits, or you can own a lot more. And so basically it allows folks to jump in the real estate game who have no experience, really no know-how, and just know that they have high quality homes that are going to produce a good return on places like Airbnb and VRBO. And then they can also use when they're not busy. That's awesome. So instead of having to save like a bunch of money and you know buy a property and, and convert to an Airbnb yourself, you're basically buying a share in your company who basically has this done turnkey for you. And again, you're only owning a small piece in, I guess, a piece of real estate. That's absolutely right. You're not even buying in us as a company. You're buying into an actual house. Like you click four times and you own a piece of real estate. Uh, that you get a K-1, which is how the IRS identifies that you own real estate. You can write off the house appreciates in value, which most homes do. So you can get a good tax break. And then every single month we pay you out on the fifth, like you were a landlord from the Airbnb revenue. And, and that's kind of the fun part is getting paid out. Awesome. Jimmy, do you have anything else you want to add? No, that's the beauty of it, right? You know, most people looking at real estate, one of three things usually stops you. is either you don't have enough time, you don't know what you're doing. So education wise, you're lacking. Or the biggest one of all, you don't have enough money. And we try to solve all three of those with Cloud Castles to make this easy to dip your toes in. And the reason we chose vacation rentals specifically is because if you choose the right market and you do the right renovations, which I'm sure we'll get into on this podcast, you can make a much higher return than you can with a long-term tenant. So that's why we're excited for what we started, which just launched back in December. And we're going to keep it rolling until we have a Cloud Castle in every major city in the world. That's awesome. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your guys' backgrounds and you know, tell me your origin story. How did you guys even meet? Jimmy and I go way back. We went to the University of California, Berkeley, and we actually met in a student-run classroom. A student run, we call them decals. They're like student-led discussion groups and leadership. So that's how we met. 
we hit it off and uh, we said, hey, you know, Jimmy came, approached me after a class one time. He's like, hey, I got this great group of people, all Cal students, and we're going to Tahoe. Do you want to go? And I was like, I love Tahoe. I've been going since I kid. If you haven't been to Tahoe, to all your listeners, it's an amazing, beautiful place, you know, beautiful lake, good seeing, good summertime, you know, vibes. But so we go, we have a great time. And I think you know, we did it multiple years in a row with a good group of people that we're still all friends with. And we kind of always thought about it in the back of our heads, like, what if we just owned a house in Tahoe and rented it out and actually made money on it and then could use it when we want to? The origin story of Cloudcastle and Jimmy, us knowing each other, is really pretty much goes hand in hand. Yeah, both of us come from a tech background, which is what we're trying to bring to the real estate industry. Because let's be honest, it's pretty archaic. It's been run the same for decades. So we're trying to make this a lot more accessible for our generation of millennials and people that come after us and really anyone that wants to get into real estate but doesn't know how. So we want to take what we understand from the technology industry where we work in and apply it to the real estate industry. Are you guys working full-time right now? I work for a company called Iterable that does the marketing automation for a lot of folks like Zillow, DoorDash, Redfin, Opendoor. So I'm kind of in the uh, prop tech space, but more on the vendor side. Yeah. And so I work for a company called Cloud Kitchens. And the idea behind what we're doing is that we want to build this to a place where, you know, we can eventually replace our nine to five jobs. And right now it's a very passionate side hustle. And very soon as we'll get into, it's going to be a full-time gig because it's already been fun just with one property. And we're getting excited to, to launch another one here pretty soon as well. Yeah. And what are your guys' roles in your respective companies? So I work in tech sales. I'm a technical consultant, but mostly my background is in development. So I've had a few apps in the app store and I did all the coding for this project. Gotcha. And what have you guys done in terms of like real estate investing prior to opening up CloudCastles.io? I grew up, um, my dad was actually a contractor, so I come from more of the construction side of things. I used to do, before I actually used to code and my fingers were much harder working and they had a little bit more calluses and now my fingers are much more dainty and frail (laughs) nowadays. So I come from the construction background. We haven't done, honestly, Jimmy and I had not done a ton of real estate investing, but it's always been kind of a passion and we've always been kind of sitting on the sideline looking at the industry. And to be honest, it's been to our advantage because we're taking everything from like a really first principles approach or like something that like, why is this the case kind of thing? And so we're taking a slightly different approach coming from a tech background. So we haven't done a ton of real estate experience to kind of answer your question there, Sean, but I think it's actually been to our benefit. Gotcha. So I guess the biggest question I have is like, how does this whole thing work? And why do you think it hasn't been done before? Well, those those two tricky questions. Well, the first one is, how does it work? It's pretty straightforward. So the house is in an LLC for legal protection, and then you own a a portion of the LLC. And there is a mortgage on the house, but we think it's at a very good rate. So you can basically think of the Cloud Castles team as viewing a curation list of like, you know, there's hundreds of homes on the market, super competitive market. What we do is actually, right now at least, as we go and we look at dozens and dozens of homes, we find the perfect home that we can in Tahoe, the perfect home that we can in Miami that's going to do the best returns, put all the amenities in, completely redo stuff and, and put funding things in there like movie theater and a hot tub. And right now we have a new property that actually right after this call, literally the, who's the person who like close, actually signs? Tahoe Company, escrow. Yeah, the escrow company, they got someone coming to the place, <laughs> the office, right after this to go get the next spot. And so we're going to put a pool in there. So we put a lot of fundamentals in there. We use a lot of, it should actually be Cloudcast's AI because we use a ton of AI on trying to do home prediction, how well it do on Airbnb because there's a ton of data out there on how a home will do on Airbnb. So once we onboard a house on the platform, and it can be either our home or that we buy outright or an investor home, let's say one of your listeners says, hey, I'd love to have a vacation home. So what they would do is they would 
onboard on the platform. And basically what onboarding on the platform means is they take a little bit of the equity that they have in the home or some of the equity. Let's say they own 100% of the house and they, they want to put 20, 25% on cloud castles. That 25% is now made into a snackable share where our users can download the app and buy a portion of it. That portion of it basically allows for two things. It allows a split in the profit for whatever they buy in. And then the other portion is some of the equity if the house is sold. That's what they're buying two things. But you can sell a little bit of a margin because ultimately you're taking a little bit more of the risk. If you have a mortgage, for example, you have to pay for that. You know, the debt might be associated with you. So you can actually do a markup. So what you can do is come in, liquidate a little bit of that, the equity. Instead of like a HELOC, which our users might be familiar with, like a home equity line of credit for getting cash out of your home. This is a completely different model where there's no kind of a lender, like a bank involved. You're basically putting some equity of your home into the cloud castle market where any user can buy a little portion and only thing they're entitled to is return on the profits from the Airbnb. And then if the house is sold, some of the appreciation. Got it. So I guess that second part is if you were to, that's like someone else who owns a home already and is kind of putting it on versus like the properties that you guys have, which is you guys buy it and then you're selling it to your investors and users. Yeah, we're only going to do second homes. There's not, there's no primary residences now or like investment properties really. Right. And to your second question, Sean, why hasn't this been done before? It's not easy. You know, it's not something where you just list your property on Airbnb and watch the cash roll in. There's a lot of work that goes into this from the research that Brian alluded to, plus the renovations to make sure your property will stand out on an Airbnb platform. Also, the legal requirements around not just the property itself, but making sure that it's legal to run an Airbnb in the city of choice. So most likely it's because either A, people don't want to put in the time to do this, or B, they don't understand that there are certain levers you have to pull to be successful on Airbnb, which again, going back to our tech background, we come from first principles and we have tried to apply that and it's been working well for our first property in Tahoe. Yeah, and I'd say actually, just to add one more point to that, Jimmy, like the C would be honestly timing, right? So Airbnb has been around for like 10, 15 years. One of, you know, if you look at the housing crisis in 2008, right? So the houses were the ton and then they kind of, you know, the bottom fell out. They weren't worth that much. Everyone thought they were worth. It wasn't the value. The value wasn't there in the home, right? So that's what happened. The, the market, the bottom fell out. But there wasn't really an Airbnb then. In fact, Airbnb was a response to the market falling out because a lot of people had mortgages that they wanted to pay. And so the fact that Airbnb has been, you know, now they're a publicly traded company worth billions. They're a foundational part of the rental market. And so I think they're pretty recession proof because a lot of folks will start to, you know, Airbnb out their second home if they have any issues. And so with it, it's really just timing because Airbnb is just such a household name that we're building our business off of their kind of like part of the like foundation. Right. And so that's basically what I think it is timing. Yeah. I mean, I get that thing is with the Airbnb, like that's not like a super unique business proposal. Like there are lots of business out there who do Airbnb, like you know, Zeus Housing, et cetera. My biggest question was the fact that you guys are doing this whole like equity share and you're able to buy small pieces. I think that's like the super unique piece of Cloud Castles, right? I'm wondering why is that not like a super popular strategy? Like why aren't people buying these single family homes through the syndication model that you guys are kind of doing, but again, for single family instead for multifamily or for commercial assets? Actually, it's been done before, Sean, to be honest. And the concept is called timeshare. And if you're familiar with timeshare, it's a terrible model. It's like one of the worst. Actually, that's another inspiration for Cloud Castles because I've 
been in Florida, back and forth, I have family there. And I heard about this thing called Timeshare. And if your listeners haven't heard of Timeshare, let me tell you on paper, oh, sounds great. You know, you get a free like a trip or vacation or something. They put you in this room. They have a whole sales team and they're saying, you own a portion of real estate. You're buying something. But actually, so you're basically, Timeshare is a terrible, terrible scam and you can't get rid of them fast enough. And there's three main reasons why they're terrible. First off, there's no revenue generation. So even though you own, you buy into a REIT and a timeshare, we actually don't do anything similar to that. You actually buy into the actual home, but you basically buy into this thing. They're really hard to sell. There's no revenue generation and there's no appreciation. So, but if you look at buying a raw home, if you go out and buy a raw home, you get appreciation on your money. It's a great place to park your money. When our users buy in a cloud castles and they buy a share, they didn't spend that money. The money just sitting and is parked in a home that is appreciating faster than inflation and generating them revenue. So yeah, I think to your point, it has been done before, I think, but it's just a totally mutant corrupted model of what it should be, frankly. But I want to kind of put something out there. Like time shares are different because you're not buying real estate. You're buying the time share, right? You're not buying the actual condo in like this luxury resort. Whereas here with your model, you are buying an equity piece of this LLC. My question is mostly like, why do you think most people aren't doing that right now with other single family homes? I mean, they're doing it a lot with multifamily syndications. Yeah, let's call it what it is. Most clump companies are greedy. They want to keep all the profits to themselves. And that's how their business model is built. We built this to democratize access to real estate. If we succeed, you also as a shareholder or technically a member of this LLC to succeed alongside us because of the value that we build into these different cloud castles. I think part of the reason is most people want to keep all the profit for themselves, but we are trying to distribute it as wide and as far as we can. Because the more people that we bring in, a flywheel effect is created where now we can take that investment and put it into the next property and rinse and repeat. So we think that there's a model here where not only can we succeed, but you can also succeed alongside with us. Sean, I think one thing like Zoom out, it's like it's 2021. You know, we had Robinhood for a while. We've had people like playing around with apps and making investments through their phone. But that's a relatively new experience. That has not been around for a long time. If you're as old as me, and I look at sometimes, you know, especially when I'm looking at these, in these Zoom calls all day, you'll notice that like that's a very new phenomenon. So like, you know, someone dumping and holding on for dear life in Dogecoin or even buying stock, you know, as a retail investor, that's a very new experience. And so now the market, it used to be, you know, much smaller than what it is right now. There's literally anyone who has a mobile phone and a bank account can go and be a stock investor. And we're bringing the same thing to real estate, single family home market. Hmm. Okay. So Jimmy, I mean, I understand what you're saying, like that you think that's greed, but I'm pretty sure if people have the ability to, let's say, raise funds, and then have you guys heard of the birth strategy before? Mm-hmm. You familiar with that concept? Basically, the concept is to like buy properties with some small equity down, improve it, and then refinance to get all your money back and then some and then do it again. Basically, recycling the same cash over and over again, getting quote unquote infinite returns. In the past few years, people have been doing the exact same thing, but with syndications. Instead of like the Burr method, though, they now syndicate the money because most people who are just getting started don't have like a million dollars to blow on one apartment building. So they raise it from friends and family. And I think, you know, if they had the ability or the knowledge to do that on a single family scale, like they would still do it. Honestly, I don't think greed is preventing them from doing it. I think there's like some knowledge gap there or, you know, like something like that. So I was wondering, do you think that, like, that's my question is more directed in that phase. Like, why do you think people haven't done this similar structure before where they're able to sell shares of their single family residences to other people? And let me just make sure I understand the question correctly. Is it more so 
You're asking why people haven't done this structure for single family residences or why hasn't structure been done, period, in real estate? In like single family methods. All right, I guess we'll break it down. So what you guys are doing now is amazing. You're basically creating like a stock for this property. You know, instead of buying shares in Alibaba, I'm buying shares in this wonderful single family home. And almost anyone can go into your website and buy it. It seems like such a no brainer. Like I would totally do it. Why haven't I done it in the past? What's preventing people to do it? Or are there any downsides to doing it in this way? So basically, larger context is this home is a security as well. So security laws has been relatively strict, actually, towards this last crisis when there was a lot of small businesses, which are also securities, going in and raising funding to, to basically make their businesses more successful or, or last through the, the pandemic. So they were also raising money. And so no one in Washington DC wanted to come in and say, okay, well, technically what you're doing is not actually right because you're a security. There needs to be a ton of laws to follow if someone is investing. If you go and invest in a taco truck and spend $20,000, but you are an unaccredited investor, meaning you make less than 250K a year, you don't have half a million dollars in assets, whatever, then that's a security laws violation. But the SEC is frankly, we're very close to them and we listen to everything they say, but you know, sometimes they don't follow their own rules and they've been you know, famous, very you know, smart investors like Elon Musk or have like poked and said that basically the organization doesn't really act right. So I think the public sway and they'll catch up to that is going to be around a crowdfunding model, which is really what we are in a way, if you think about it. And that's where the laws is very friendly towards for securities for unaccredited investors. Okay, great. Do you mind going in a little bit more in depth in like how this is different from, let's say, a syndication that does have to buy by those SEC regulations? Yeah, so the great thing is, is I joke with people, I'm a recovering law student. I went to law school, graduated, said I don't really want to do this full time and decided, you know what, let me take my talents elsewhere. And that landed us here to answer this question. And so there's this distinction between accredited and non-accredited investors, not just in real estate, but in securities law in general, where if you did not have either a certain income amount or a certain net worth, either being 200K or a million dollars, you could not participate in a lot of the wealth building strategies that are available to higher net worth individuals. And so what we're trying to do through our lawyers who also graduated law school and do this full time is open up access to real estate to more non-accredited investors. Now, granted, with what we're doing currently with our LLC and Tahoe, we still have a cap. We can only take 35 non-accredited investors. But our goal here as we continue to grow is to have more and more opportunities, whether that be through crowdfunding or reggae, to continue to open up access for more non-accredited investors to jump into the fold and participate in real estate. Gotcha. Yeah. So I guess you're still facing the similar challenges that all the other syndicators are doing. Like we can even talk about big guys like Grant Cardone, right? Grant Cardone says, anyone. I don't care who you are. You can invest in my syndication deals, but he still has a minimum of 5,000 because I guess he doesn't want to have all these random people um, in his deals. But for everyone listening, what he does is something called Reg A, which, which you mentioned earlier, which costs a lot more upfront, but allows anyone to participate. But I guess like the downside of that is because it costs so much, that's probably why it wasn't worth it for these smaller single family homes. So I guess for your guys' case, maybe you guys are just doing stuff now because you want to show like a proof of concept more so that it's going to be actually like super open to everyone. And I don't even know how to say it, but basically like you're basically doing a proof of concept right now by being able to sell shares on your first property. Exactly. So what does the future of Cloud Castles look like for you then? Like imagine like the dream scenario. 
Yeah. So, I mean, it's been a great experience so far. I think, you know, if you asked me that a few months ago, it would look a little different, honestly. But, uh, you know, we've had folks jump in and they throw in maybe just, you know, 15 or $100 or $200, whatever. But they come back for more because they start to see like the the power of real estate investing and they sort of see like the returns on the money, like frankly how hot the market is now with the appreciation and how much they'll get like their cut every single month is, is very enticing from a, a real estate investor standpoint. So our goal this year in 2021 is to do 10 homes. So we literally close on today on a second home in Miami. And then we're onboarding like partner program is basically if you're interested, any of your listeners are interested in getting their own vacation homes, they can work through us and we'll basically be a concierge service to get them a very high earning Airbnb that they will ultimately liquidate some of the will property manage it, you know, whatever they whatever they want to do there. Um, so we want to get to 10 in that model. And then we're trying to scale to 100 in 2022. So 100 cloud castles, both domestically and internationally, following kind of a similar principle, more multi-families than single families. And then ultimately we want to get to 1,000 homes. And then they'll have a little bit more into 3D printing. If you look at the market, the real issue and why it's really hard to buy homes right now and really difficult for people to kind of quote unquote have that American dream and have an appreciating asset, you know, for the vast majority of Americans, their home is their largest asset they own. And so and it's a great way to generate wealth for you and your family. We want everyone to have that. But if you look at the market, the real problem is lack of inventory. And what that means is there's not enough homes. There's not enough homes for enough people. So what we want to do is actually pivot more into the 3D printing space. So a lot of our profits we're taking now from the Airbnb, we're actually funneling re-back into the, or funneling back into the business to more of the construction side of things. But that's more, that's five years down the line or so. It's not a this year, next year problem. Okay, very cool. Can you kind of walk me through your pipeline? Like how do you acquire deals? How do you finance them? And then I guess, where does this whole like equity share portion come into play? Yeah, I can take that. So we start in terms of acquisition from doing the research, right? We have and actually, this is to Brian's credit, developed a machine learning algorithm that, that scrapes data to see what can be the highest producing Airbnb. And so we take that data. If we find a property that we like, we go through the normal process, finding either through an agent or other means, and then we go to acquire the property. Currently, we're doing financing the traditional method. But as we get into more creative ways, you mentioned Burr earlier on this podcast, Sean, that could be another way that, that we tap into later on. But at least for our first two properties, we did traditional financing. And then on the back end, after we close on the property, that's where we add our magic touch. We go in and figure out, does this need a pool or a hot tub or a movie room or a game room? What are the features that are going to produce a maximum return on our initial investment? And then from there, once we have got it all set up, we did the renovations and we listed on Airbnb, that's where we bring in investors. Because from your perspective, you are investing in cloud castles, you're probably going to feel more confident if you know this is already on Airbnb and VRBO and the rest, it's already making money. So we want to give you that extra ease of confidence, especially with us being a new startup. So that by the time you come in, you download our app and you decide how much you want to invest, whether that's $15, $15,000, you know that this is an income producing property. And then once we take your investment, as I mentioned earlier, we roll that into the next one and we keep going until we get 10 this year and 100 next year and 1,000 after that. Awesome. Uh, so just to clarify, when you're buying a property and you're saying you're going through conventional financing, is it you guys? You guys are on title and you guys are signing with a conventional loan, basically using your own credit scores, et cetera, to buy the properties? Correct. I'm glad you brought that up. So the part I, I forgot to mention is we transfer the deed 
once we buy it in our name to an LLC, because that's what the investors invest in. And then eventually what we're going to get to is where we start buying properties in an LLC up front, or at least for these first initial properties, it is through our own name. Correct. Have you guys figured out how you're going to be buying properties through an LLC? Because I'm pretty sure most conventional banks won't help you do that. We work with non-conventional banks. We actually found it and it's surprising because we didn't know this in advance, but there are banks that lend to investors and lend to companies like ourselves that invest in short-term rentals. So you can do a quick Google search. We found one, Vizio Lending is an example. There are many out there that will invest specifically in the short-term rental market. We do as well. So we can help you out. See, there we go. And there's another one. Quick plug right there for Sean as well. So yes. Cool. Okay. Do you want to give me an example of a deal and like some of the numbers and the breakdowns of how everything kind of plays out? Yeah, I'd love to. So with Tahoe, I think we got the castle going for about 75000 Like that's just basically closing on the home and then getting it. It was pretty much a turnkey property, right? So it was a three bedroom turnkey property. We had a hot tub. We did a lot of the contracting work ourselves just to save money. If we had contracted it out and probably be, you know, you could add 20, 30,000 on top of that. But my background, I did have some background in construction. And so I did do a lot of it myself. Would recommend that to anyone else who has the means to do it. So we got it all ready for about 75K. Then, you know, as you mentioned, we're holding debt, right? So that's something we charge for as well as the kind of services there. So we listed on Cloud Castles for about 1.5, 1.6x that. It'll probably increase in as the appreciation of the home increases. So yeah, then they'll come in and they'll, they'll buy shares at that price. And we have 10,000 shares, which equates to 100% of the equity of the property. And right now we've, we've liquidated a little more than half, probably started to slow down and because we have the new property onboarding. And so that's the general numbers. Any other numbers I can help you with there? Yeah, just to clarify one time, you said 75,000, is that your purchase price? No, 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 that was just with the down payment and like onboarding it onto the platform. So like there's still a mortgage, right? So the total value of the home was about a half a million. Okay, wait, so 500K purchase price and you guys put like 10% down or how did that? Yeah, that's 10%. Cool, and then that's cool. So you did the work for like another 25K and then yeah, so how does the whole like equity share piece go? Like what are you guys selling it for? Is it kind of like a, a moving target or is it like a set price that you kind of sell to investors directly? Actually, before we answer that, Brian, you, you got to tell them how we actually acquired the property in Tahoe. Yeah, so here's another little hack for your listeners is the market's super, super hot. If you want to dig like a flower bed, you better have a permit from the city or something. You know, it's, it's really hard to build in Tahoe. And so uh, inventory is very low in Tahoe. And so what we ultimately did is we used another company. We kept getting beat out on conventionals. We, kept, we had some few other offers that were like competitive, but we kept getting beat out by all cash, all cash offers, all cash offers. So then Jimmy and all his wisdom found this company called Fly Homes, which we recommend to your, to your listeners. We have a great relationship with them and they'll come in and, and on your behalf, they'll do a all cash option for like a fee and like there's a little bit of a, a cost there, but what they'll come in, that's just so much more competitive in the marketplace. And a seller is much more likely to take an all cash offer because you're going to waive contingencies. You're going to waive the appraisal contingency. And basically it's almost a done deal as long as the house is not falling apart from the inspection. So we use fly homes and that helped us close the deal. And actually, and they saved us money, even if we had gone through a conventional loan, because the conventional loan, there's other competitors, other bids, and they were higher on the conventional side. So they actually went with a lower offer and chose us because we were all cash via fly homes. Yeah, very nice. We were also asking another question too. So now back to the share question. You were you're saying, how does that all work? Yeah. It's pretty simple. You know, what we do is, Brian mentioned earlier, we take the price in terms of all of our initial upfront costs 
And then we do a, a small markup again because we are startups, so we try to generate revenue that way. But we come up with a number. In this case, we came up with $150,000 for Tahoe specifically. Then we divide that by 10000 because that's the number of shares that we have allocated to this LLC. And then from there, when you go into the app, which you can download on the App Store, so I haven't built out the Android version just yet, but if you have an iPhone, you can download on the App Store. When you go in, that's where you decide how much you want to invest. So you can look at the property pictures. We put a description on there. We put a video so you can see what the property looks like in lieu of actually going to visit in person. And then you decide in terms of a per share basis, which in this case is $15 per share, how much you want to invest. And that, after signing a contract to make it official, puts your name on the LLC. And now you are a part owner of this property. Perfect. And so let's say I go in there, I buy 1,000 shares and that's $15 per share. So it's $15,000. What what happens next? Yeah, great question. So actually the original offering here on the product was I wanted every single time someone stay at the Airbnb, I wanted people to get paid out. And I was, so I was like, literally, you know, you're, you're the owner, right? So it's our account, it's your account. Jimmy was like, dude, our, our accountant is going to kill us. Like, he's no way he can handle this much transaction. I'm like, oh, the software will do it. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But the point is, so I wanted it weekly. We push it. So every month, it's like on the 5th. We basically tally it all up. You know, if there's any costs associated with the month, and then you get paid out your portion. So if you put into your numbers, you have 1,000 shares, which is 10% of the pot, which kind of like to think about it, or we basically get 10% profit. And so for December of 2020, that was like around 6,000 was the total pot in returns because it was a really hot month. Like, and back to kind of like this Airbnb model, it, COVID actually did some benefits for, you know, kind of those the mountain areas, if you will, because people were trying to get out of the cities. So they're about 6,000 in December. And so you got 600 bucks. Not bad. I mean, considering you put 15,000 in, you got 600 bucks for one month. It's really good. So then what happens in the future? Like, let's say that you guys decide to sell the property. Do these owners of these shares have any like, I guess, quote unquote, rights in terms of deciding if you guys sell the property or keep it or blah, blah, blah. Or is it kind of like they sign up knowing that you guys still have full control over whatever happens next? Yeah, I guess control is interesting. Well, the real thing we're getting at is liquidation, right? Is there going to be a liquidation of that? Are you going to sell the home? What's the say and how do I sell it? So that's a great question. And it's one of the biggest challenges in real estate, as I'm sure listeners know, is you're not liquid. All your money's tied up in the house. But what we want to do is introduce a feature, and ultimately this is some, you mentioned shares before, and that's what it is, right? So what we want to do in the future, like the 1.2 of the products coming out pretty soon, is actually do a bid feature. So let's say, you know, back to this example where you put in 15,000, you bought 1,000 shares, 15,000. Let's say, you know, the share price, we, Cloudcastle, you know, we do analysis on the home, analysis on the Airbnb market, appraisal on the home. And now we say, guess what? To us, Cloud Castles, we're going to say they're worth $20 a share. And we have the numbers for our math. And here's what we did. So now it's $20 a share. Someone could jump in on the app, and this is a V1.2, and say, I don't want to pay $20 a share. I want to pay like, let's $18 a share. And so they'll actually place a bid to the network. And so everyone who has shares at Cloud Castles, like yourself, will get pinged. And you say, hey, Sean, this guy wants to buy some of your 1,000 shares for $18. He doesn't want, he could buy from Cloudcast for 20, but he wants to buy from you from 18. So you can liquidate at that event or choose not to. And that's also going to affect the price. Like how, how much do people want to hold on to this? And how much do people want to sell this share? So that's the liquidation event and kind of like the fun part of the technology angle that, that we're doing inside the app. And that's actually where we want our business to really live in those transactions because onboarding a house is expensive. It's hard. We'd love to you know help other people do it, but we don't want to do it all day. But what we do want to make money on is the transaction between users 
shares, actually just speculating and bidding on other people's shares. I see. So I guess every time they buy and sell shares, you guys get a small cut, right? Every single time or a small processing fee or something like that. Big processing fee, exactly. Gotcha. All right. Very cool. So what would you say are like your biggest challenges going forward? One is acquisition, whether that's us, you know, funding it because right now it's a lot of bootstrap. And of course, early family and friends that have invested and joined the ride that we're on. Either that property acquisition side or even the customer acquisition side, that's the biggest thing that any startup has to deal with. And so where we look at it is there's two of us and there are a lot of hats that we put on on a daily basis, but we know that, that there's a model that works here. I mean, just from our initial success that we've seen, whether that's on the Airbnb side of we've already generated over 70K in, in booked revenue in a matter of five months. Or on the, the customer acquisition side from having over 100 uh, investors, not users, actual people that have come on to the app and put money into the platform. So we, we think acquisition is going to be the hardest part, but you know we're, we're in this for the long haul and we're going to try different methods to see how we can really build this up. Awesome. Yeah, I think honestly, uh, it's time really is the biggest challenge right now because Jimmy just had a newborn, James. That's right. So he's a busy guy there. And I spent a lot of time um, just kind of like coding. You know, there's only one one person on the coding team here. So really early stage, we've only been at it for like six months or so, an actual like live product. So a little less actually. So really just a lot of time, most likely. I think we'll be able to free up some time soon. And then to Jimmy's point about acquisition, that's also the market too, right? The market's just crazy hot. Like I came in to Miami and we, we do have a house in Miami, which we're really excited about and we're onboarding on the platform. Today, matter of fact, we get the, or tomorrow morning, we get the keys rather. But the market's hot too. And so it's like, it's a very competitive market. And I think once things slow down, we'll be to our benefit fit a little bit more. And I think even once the market, you know, zoom out five, 10 years, and I hope this doesn't happen, but frankly, houses at some point will lose value and it'll start to be a buyer's market as opposed to a seller's market. And who knows what that will be, but it will eventually happen. And so when that starts happening, we also want to, you know, be ready for that because as we mentioned, we were another way for folks to get money or become liquid out of their homes. So we're trying to be able to have like a basically an ecosystem in place for folks to liquidate some of their uh, homes in the event of a buyer's market. That's super cool. You know, I uh, interviewed another AI company a couple of months ago and they were able to raise like $300 million in debt to buy their own real estate investments too. So I'm pretty sure you guys will be able to get to that in the near future too. Just keep doing what you're doing and show your business model works and you guys are for sure going to be killing it in the near future. Thanks, John. That's the goal. Yeah. Do you guys have any last tips or last words to say before we finish up our show today? Yeah. So, hey, thank, Sean, thank you so much for the time. It's been awesome hearing from yourself and really getting to the nitty gritty of how it works. And we really appreciate your support. I will say if any of your listeners would like a free share at Cloud Castle, please, we'd love a five-star review if that's okay. If you find the app is adequate. If it's not, I'll talk to the developer. That's me. But if you do find the app adequate, feel free to email jimmy at cloudcastles with an s.io or myself, Brian with a y at cloudcastles.io. Just a quick screenshot of that five-star review and we'll be happy to give you a share in either Tahoe or Miami. Up to you. Happy to have you support. Yeah, and I'd say if, if your listeners want to invest in Airbnbs, they haven't done it before, this is an easy way to do so, whether it's Miami or Tahoe. Or if your listeners have enough liquid cash, maybe they want to own their own property but have no idea how to do it, reach out to us. We're here. We can help, whether that's putting it on our platform or if you want to hire us as consultants, we can do that too. But really, we're, we're here to, to help people understand that this trend of Airbnb is not going away. And this is the best way to produce cash flow in real estate that we've seen in a long time. 
Awesome. Well, Jimmy and Brian, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and you know sharing your exciting new venture with CloudCastles.io. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can find the show notes and other episodes on our site, everythingrei.com slash podcast. If you live in the Bay Area, join our meetup group, where we meet up twice a month in San Jose at meetup.com slash everythingrei. And if you thought this was a great episode, let me know what your key takeaway was and share it with a friend who's interested in real estate investing. Thanks and have a great day. This was another episode of the Everything Real Estate Investing Show with Sean Pan. If you enjoyed the show, leave us a five-star rating. It will only take a second and it'll help a lot. You can contact me at sean at everythingrei.com. That's S-E-A-N at everythingrei.com. Thanks and have a great day.